The Cloudcast is sponsored by Intel Cloud for All, driving the creation of tens of thousands of clouds. Cloudcast Media presents from the massive studios in Raleigh, North Carolina. This is the Cloudcast with Aaron Delp and Brian Gracely, bringing you the best of cloud computing from around the world. Good morning, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome back to the Cloudcast here in 2016. Um, thank you to everybody who has been uh, listening, everybody who's been telling a friend. Uh, just me today. Uh, Aaron is uh, off doing some other stuff, but uh, uh, kicking the year off uh, really with some fun stuff this year. Like we, we, we always say, we're always trying to evolve. Uh, we're always trying to you know focus a little more on some topics that we maybe hadn't uh, covered in the past. And today we've got kind of a, a fun show because we've got a... Uh, a guest that has been on for a while, so sort of knows the show, knows what we've been through, but is working on some very, very cool stuff. So uh, welcome aboard, uh, James Urquhart, who's now, let me see if I'm going to get this right, uh, Senior Vice President, uh, Performance Analytics at Sosta. James, welcome back to the show. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's really good to be back, Brian. And and uh, I always remember back, hark back to the old days when uh, at Cisco, where we were both at for a while. And uh, and those heady early days of the cloud conversation, and it's it's awesome to see uh, Cloudcast kind of grow through all of that. So, yeah, I'm happy to be here. Thank you. It's, uh, you know, it, it's always fun to talk to you because, to a certain extent, um, you, you know, you're you're a big thinker. But what what I'm kind of excited about is, I mean, you've been you've been talking about distributed systems for a long time. You've been talking about um, you know kind of things that are changing at scale, the types of sort of new thinking that have to go on. And, and, you know, back when we were working together at Cisco and to a certain extent when you were working at other stuff, you were working at, at Instratius and all, it was, it was kind of in that space, but it wasn't, it didn't feel like it was at the core. And now you're, I mean, it's at the core of what you're doing. Tell us what you're doing these days and, and what you're doing at Sosta. Uh, you know, so I, I spent some time at a company called Instratus, then Instratius, then Dell Cloud Manager. Um, and I actually skipped, believe it or not, a name in there. I had four names within two years. But um, but we did. We we're in the cloud management space, and that was really a big part of my focus of my career from the late '90s until uh, not very long ago. Was uh, really focusing a lot on deployment and operations of distributed systems and the issues you run into as you get to mostly enterprise scale problems, which, um, you know, back in the day, that was the big scale. Nowadays, there's, there's some online businesses that are much higher scale, but uh, increasingly you see the enterprises getting into the same problems. And so DevOps, uh, cloud computing, obviously, um, very big, big topics in my life for a long time. And with this change, uh, I stepped back and said, you know, look, I, I, I've been in the delivery of cloud. As a result of that, I've been in the delivery of cloud space for a very long time, but I really wanted to move into much more uh, of a focus on the consumption of cloud and uh, much more of a focus on the types of applications that enterprises are building and uh, and the needs that they have in this space. And so uh, after looking at a number of opportunities, uh, my good friend and mentor, uh, Tom Lunabos at Sosta, asked if I was interested in coming on board to do sort of a, a really interesting project related to um, how uh, the, the, the measurement of applications, uh, these, these large-scale applications, distributed applications, how the monitoring and the, the, the performance management 
can be applied to answering some very, very big questions, not only in operations, but also on the business side. So um, can this be correlated? Can this performance data be correlated to outcomes like conversion or ad viewability, uh, you know, the things that, that businesses make money off of? Uh, can it be correlated to things like inventory requirements? Um, you know, I'll note that, that Netflix has famously told the story about the fact that they're scaling trigger uh, for for scaling their front-end system that you interact with to, to select movies is not CPU load or memory utilization. It's demand for movies. That's what they're, they're monitoring, which is a business metric. So the question becomes, are there business metrics in other businesses that should be the key triggers to operational concerns? And how can, um, you know, how can we find those correlations? How can we sort of, uh, you know, relatively scientifically anyway, um, begin to identify and, and, and plot what statistically is going to give the best results and, and most optimal results for a business? Because what we do know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, is that performance affects revenue in online businesses and digital businesses. I mean, speed is money. There's no doubt about it. It's been proven many times over. So then the question becomes, how can you begin to optimize and, and, and uh, tweak that? Where should you focus your attention when it comes to performance and, and performance tuning and optimization? Sometimes it's really surprising that the, um, that the page that has the most effect on revenue on your, your online web commerce site uh, may not be the pay, the most viewed page. <laughs> yeah. It may be a page that you didn't expect actually was the most important one to focus your energy on. It may not even be the slowest page. And so from that perspective, um, uh, you know, I'm doing a lot of things right now, uh, first and foremost, uh, initially with a really interesting problem for me, one that I didn't realize was as big a problem as it is, which is the integration of data uh, in a way that you can, um, you know, begin to bring this together in real time to get correlations between, say, Adobe Analytics and, and Sosta Impulse, which is a real user monitoring environment. Yeah. So, um, so before we go down the that path yeah. too far, for anybody who doesn't know Sosta, give us right. give us the basics because I know I got to know the company uh, several years ago. I think there was uh, some of the iPhone launches, and uh, there was a there was a couple of some big web events and. You know, Tom was on, uh, you know, on Twitter and other things, sort of talking about what people had done to sort of pretest. But give people a sense of who the company is first, and then we'll kind of dig into, you know, it's kind of the, the thing yeah. that ties into the business piece of this. Yeah. So the the, the Sosta's focus as a company is on uh, digital performance. So there's a there's a new category that's being spun up by the. Um, kind of kicked off by Forbes. Uh, Forrester's doing some, you know, formal work and sort of defining players in the space called digital performance management. And the concept of digital performance management that's different than application performance management is it's really about um, managing the performance of the of the digital business, managing the performance in the context of um, of this being a uh, a business asset. Um, and so uh, is a lot more tied not only to monitoring, which is you know where traditionally APM has, has come from, but also then in terms of being able to do um, uh, development and testing and audit, you know continuous integration, continuous testing to verify that um, you are actually going to meet the parameters. So you, you measure to understand not only the behavior of the system, but also to get a picture of where are your performance areas that have the most effect on revenue. You then uh, develop uh, to, to adjust to those parameters, and then you verify through 
through uh, generally through testing, not only um, you know performance tests in traditional load testing sense, but also in terms of of other types of stress tests and and baseline measuring tests that give you a really good uh, understanding of how your system behaves under varying workloads or under varying conditions, um, geographies, devices, uh, uh, browsers, things like that. So our focus is really on this sort of cycle, this life cycle of, of understanding and measuring how your system exists um, uh, with the customer, what's the customer's perception of, of performance and how does that affect the outcomes that you're you're getting. Um, and then having the tools and the capabilities to allow you to, to use that as a feedback cycle to then affect development and affect uh, prioritization, everything from prioritization of work to actual code performance and other things uh, in order and being able to verify that in order to be able to change those outcomes. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's interesting to me because I, um, sometimes we make these overgeneralizations. We'll say, Hey, the world is becoming very digital. There's a lot of digital, you know, a lot of businesses digital. Um, what's, what's interesting to me, and I'd be curious is sort of your insight. You've only been there for, uh, you know, a handful of months now. Um, you know, you take any company like on the, the front page of your homepage, I think there's a, there's a, a, you know, kind of a good case study, video case study of Macy's That's either Macy's or Nordstrom's. I'll get it, get it confused, but you know, you've worked in product management for, even though they're software products, they still go through these sort of normal channels. You've got physical sales reps, you've got channel partners, you've got, mm-hmm. you know, customers like how much different or how much opening of your eyes are you now seeing when, when the, you know, the, the product that, that, the, you know, the business itself, the front end of something like a Nordstrom's or, or anybody else is all digital. Like how much different is that understanding of the business when you have those kind of metrics, you've got insight into, like you said, which pages are the most popular, which ones aren't the most popular, how long does anybody spend there? Mm-hmm. You know, that's stuff you just can't get from saying, you know, that you can't get out of salesforce.com because you know, you're tracking your salespeople. Like I, that to me is really a fascinating space. It, you know, it's huge. The, the number one thing that's that's just amazing about doing direct business digitally with the customer is that the customer's outcome directly becomes the conversation lynch point, linchpin between the business and the technical operation. Right. So. It becomes, you know, if you look at the metrics the business captures, revenue, um, cost of goods sold, those kinds of things, none of those really help the technical organization very much. If you look at the metrics that are purely technical, like CPU utilization or, um, you know, or uh, the, you know, energy cost of the data center or those kinds of things, none of that helps the business determine their outcomes. But if you look at things like conversion, if you look at things like, um, like, uh, you know, indexing and, and, and scoring, which pages have the greatest effect on conversion. Um, if you look at uh, um, understanding um, how third-party components come into play in terms of um, uh, enabling um, conversion, and, you know, not just in terms of conversion, but also in terms of page views, also in terms of unique visitors, also in terms, you know, a number of other metrics that matter, um, depending on what business that you're in. Those are directly measurable from the business front end, and they are also then directly applicable and correlatable. It can be correlated directly with either business metrics for the business to do further um, analysis or tactical metrics for technology to do further metrics. And what I love about that is more than ever now, if technology organization wants to understand how to prioritize their work, 
to have the most effect on, on out positive outcomes in the business, you can have a data-driven conversation about that. That's very difficult to have, as you, as you know, when you've got sales reps, channel partners, a number of other things coming into play um, that have to be dealt with. This is an opportunity of a lifetime. Um, it, it, you know, to, it, it's not going to replace sales reps and channels, but for a lot of businesses out there, this is a huge opportunity to have a conversation that can be tuned through you know, feedback mechanisms to really, really engage with the customer in a way that it makes it very easy to do business. Right. And, and that, that's going to convert to revenue as much as anything. Yep, that's, that, that's massive. So um, <clears throat> last, last summer I was, I was out at the Velocity Conference. It was in San Jose or Santa Clara or somewhere. And, uh, you know, Velocity tends to be a very sort of operation show. Uh, you know, you go, in the, you go in the main floor, the booth, and, you know, there's your regular trade show sort of stuff and booths and stuff. And, and then I sort of turned the corner and there was this enormous command center looking booth. And it was, you know, probably 20 feet tall of displays and, you know, graphics and stuff that look like um, the kind of things you would see like in mission control for a, you know, a movie to Mars or space shuttle or something. And I got to poke it around and you guys had just announced this thing called Impulse. Um, it was... You know, I, I, the, the easiest word for me to sort of explain it was it was it was the first time at any operation show I'd sort of been able to connect the dots visually between this is what's going on with the bits and bytes and the computers and the CPUs and memory and a bunch of business metrics. Um, and and right. to me, it was fascinating. <clears throat> Talk a little bit about what that thing is and, and what was the impetus for you guys to, to move from kind of being test and performance centric to, 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 you know, essentially sort of stepping up the stack, if you will. Yeah, well, so let me clarify a little bit about the product line. Um, so the, the we have our testing products, uh, cloud tests, which is cloud-driven web testing, performance and load testing, uh, touch tests, which is functional testing and, and uh, some performance testing capability for mobile. Um, and we have Impulse, which is our real user measurement um, environment, which is which is a product that's available online. It's it's different than the displays. I'll, I'll display that. In the, I'll talk about that in a second. But Impulse is the heart and soul of measuring real user outcomes. Every single user transaction um, that's initiated with your site, you can measure every aspect of it. We keep that data um, for uh, forever or for as long as you want to. If you have uh, data retention policies around that. But um, but you can do a tremendous amount of analysis, deep, deep analysis of what the actual user experiences have been and what the outliers are and everything. Now, what you saw was what we call our Digital Operations Center, or DOC. Um, the Digital Operations Center is really is at the heart and soul of what you're talking about here, which is bringing together and allowing for quick correlation around not only what happens in, a, in an event like an outage or uh, a slowdown or perhaps, uh, you know, just monitoring what's going on during Black, uh, uh, Black Monday um, or, uh, um, or any of those, those, you know, those kinds of seasonal elements. Um, the dock is really, you know, it's an environment where you can bring together all of those metrics and measurement capabilities um, and, and be able to do three things that are really critical, right? So one is, is to be able to, um, to uh, capture all that information into one place uh, and to be able to share it, um, to, cor- to be able to collaborate on the data that you're seeing there and being able to correlate that data. So both visually, so in a number of situations may look and be able to correlate, hey, there's an event 
uh, going on with, uh, you know, maybe, maybe you're very weather sensitive business. So you're watching the weather channel in one panel and you can see that something's going on that may be triggering behavior that you're seeing in the system. Um, but, but sometimes it's, it's also direct, uh, um, uh, analyzed correlation where we have a product called our data science workbench, which uh, sits with a number of our products where um, you can actually build, um, you know, ad hoc correlations between uh, different data sets. And when you find those things that are valuable that actually have a correlation and a relationship, um, then you can display those as, you know, a, a graph on this, this set of displays. So where you have an operations center, suddenly it's not just monitoring technical uh, metrics of what's going on, but it's a, a real powerful multi-dimensional way of, uh, of being able to display what's going on with your business at any given time. And you can have different views. You can have a view for the, say the DevOps team or for the operations team. You can have a view for the marketing organization. You can have a view for, um, uh, for the digital business uh, um, unit that's that's looking a little bit more maybe specifically at uh, at how the technology and the and the offerings are being brought together and and that power of bringing that together is you know we, we have a number of early customers that are very excitedly um, uh, sort of ramping up their use of it already. Um, and, you know, we're still just dealing with the first handful of customers um, in terms of deployments. They're, they're, it's a very powerful medium. So my part of my job is to find things that we can bring to specific industries like retail and media and finance and um, that, that are specific correlations that make sense in those industry things. Uh, say between in retail, for instance, Adobe Analytics, is, um, uh, uh, which is omniture, uh I'm sure his current name. Yep. Um, it's it's everywhere, right? And so, what are the correlations between customer outcomes and uh, and performance that we can bring to bear and bring forward in that environment? Um, so it's a very exciting and it's a very it's cool to watch. If you ever get a chance at a conference, I guess for your listeners to get a chance for a conference and go see it in action, go watch a, a demo of it being manipulated. Um, it's really really powerful. It's not a static thing at all. It's a very alive and aware. Uh, environment for 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 correlating um, what's going on in your digital business. Yeah, now that is it, it, it's very powerful, especially if, like you said, you can take some of these tools that you know the marketing team or some other discipline, you know, that the sort of non IT disciplines are using, and then correlate them to you know what's going on in the. Uh, I like to call it sort of the digital bits factory. You know, it's the, it's the same right. thing that you know uh, Henry Ford probably would have loved to be able to do between his sales reps you know, back in the 1900s and what was going on in the factory and figuring out, you know, were they walking past the black cars? Were they walking past the red cars? And if so, start painting more red cars or something like that. Right, right, right. And, and you know, we're, we're looking at really cool things like uh, we have people sort of saying, um, you know, we'd like to be able to react a couple of different ways. We'd like to be able to react to demand for a given good. Um, by being able to scale, you know, systems in a more partitioned fashion than having um, to scale the entire environment for every product, right? So they, they can divide out the, the the products that they're offering as different service sets in a microservices environment, um, and uh, and be able to um, you know to scale more more optimally that way by understanding exactly what's going on in terms of system demand and performance. Yeah. So. Um, 
So, so all of that is super cool. And, and uh, you know, this is, to me, that you bring it all together. And, and really, you know, this is a big thing you're going to hear from us in, in coming weeks is, you know, it's really a platform for performance management, for digital performance management, right? You bring these pieces together, and now you can start building new capabilities, integrating with other data systems especially. But you can build new capabilities um, to do things like um, integrate uh, some level of performance testing with every build. Right, it doesn't have to be a full-scale load test, but you can do enough to do some basic stress verification and move on. And and all of that is, you know, the APIs are there in the set of products and the capabilities, and you've got the dock as a front end to kind of bring everybody together to see all these different pieces and parts. Yeah. Yep. So so you've, you've you've mentioned DevOps, you've mentioned microservices. So we've sort of checked those buzzwords off, but <laughs> so so this is not really. I mean, you guys are in the application space, so we're not talking about infrastructure. But you guys aren't really in a sort of a an APM per se. I mean, there's there's companies like New Relic who dig way down in the guts of of, of the code and the app. Like, what's the difference for anybody that that maybe sort of new to the space or isn't sure the difference between you know what a lot? I mean, there's you know, Datadog just took a ninety five million dollar round of funding. There's New Relic. They went, you know, where, where does Sosta fit and and who's the type of people that um, you know that love your product or are curious about your product or you know benefit from it? Yeah, I think that you know the the, the, the it's a really interesting question and 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 it's pretty pretty straightforward. Which is you know our focus has always been on um, on you know understanding the performance of the environment from the perspective of um, of operations and from the perspective of. Uh, the digital business and, and, the, and the business uh, owners that are trying to understand and measure um, performance, not in terms of lines of code and, and, and execution of code, but it more in terms of what the user's experience is and what the user's outcome is. So we absolutely partner um, well and integrate with, at the very least, um, all of the major um, uh, APM players. Um, for that very reason, so there, there's a there's a really good strong relationship between SOSTA, um, uh, you, you know, taking advantage of the data that you can get from the APM tools to understand um, and and be able to troubleshoot what's going on in code. But really, the focus of of what we're doing is to say, you know, this has got to be tested uh, at, at large scale to understand it. The, the testing environment has to be built and, and tuned in a way that it reflects real world usage. And so bringing together impulse for the, the, the testing and measurement from a user perspective um, and bringing together um, uh, the testing environments uh, along with, um, you know, providing all of that to not only the, the, you know, a very technical developer and operations audience, but it, Making that available and easier to consume for uh, more of a business or a uh, or a uh, a business operations audience um, is very very important and very much our focus in terms of what we're doing. So, um, you know, we're not the we're we're our focus is not on getting to the lines of code in the back end. Um, our focus is on understanding how the front end breaks down, and, and this is really important, Brian, in big part because. When you look at how a web page is built or even a mobile app is built today, third-party content is growing like crazy. I mean, it, you know, there's hardly a page out there now that doesn't have, uh, you know, some number of third-party elements. We've seen as many as I think, you know, it's in it's in the many tens yeah. of third-party elements on some pages. Um, 
And so if you're just measuring the back end, you're never going to see performance issues that are brought up by that very well. Um, if you have a really solid measure of the front end and what those things are and how they're affecting overall behavior, not only of the loading of the page, but then of the customer's experience and where, where, where they go next, um, you can do a much better job of understanding what third-party content matters and what third-party content just gets in the way, right? right. Um, and which provi- providers do a better job. We're doing a lot of work right now with some of the, the early um, vendors in the ad viewability space, uh, third, the third-party verification space, because viewability is huge in the media um, side in terms of ad selling and ad buying. It's becoming the metric that people want to move to. And so, you know, be- being able to understand, well, so how does the overall page load affect viewability and how does viewability affect um, you know, getting the viewability you want affect the outcomes in terms of what the user does next. And those are very important questions that, uh, that you know, that can't really be answered very well by APM today um, in the way that it's done. That's why, you know, a lot of them are trying to add real user management capability into what they have. We've got, you know, not only do we have one of the, the most established real user management capabilities, but we have the one that stores data forever instead of dropping it after a certain number of days, which is very unique. Right. Let me, let me ask you one last question. Um, and, and this one may go a little bit, but I think it's, it's really interesting. So, um, you know, if, if you talk to digital sort of digital native companies, um, you know, a lot of these concepts, you know, how long do you keep data? Um, are you, are you going to build systems that interact with third parties through APIs and so forth? Like that stuff kind of is, is natural to them. It's native to them. It's, it's the way they think about stuff. We're starting to see a lot of companies, um, who, you know, you could talk about somebody like a retailer or a bank or something and say, well, you've never really, uh, you know, been to the, you know, like you're evolving in technology because the, the web interface was, was, you know, who you were, but now we're seeing stuff like, like automotive manufacturers where the digital experience is is going to become the differentiator. We're going to see a lot of stuff like how, do, how do those conversations go with companies like that, where you, you have to do so much educating or, or do you have to do a ton of educating of them? Um, and and then you know how how important is it to just to, to make that education not just about the technology but teaching them about you know this is the way your business is going to be going forward and, and these are the kind of things we can help you with. You know, I think you'd be surprised. I think our our experience right now is that um, most <clears throat> traditional you know our, our biggest markets are are retail, e-commerce, um, media, financial. Um, and we've got a number of others as well, but we've got, um, I think, uh, 42, 41 or 42 of the, um, of the, re, uh, online retail top 100 sites use, uh, use SOSTA to do their, um, their, te- either their testing or monitoring or both. And, um, and so, you know, when you, but as we talk to these companies, what they, they have come to the conclusion that they have seen the evidence that says that performance affects outcomes, right? They, they know, in fact, uh, we just got another piece of evidence back not very long ago from from uh, some work that we've done with a, uh, a partner that uh, that shows that, you know um, that without a doubt, um, when you look at all the factors of a page, the geography that it's loading from, the geography it's loading to, a number of other things that um, nothing correlates as well to outcome as the performance of the page overall, and so um, they they get it. But the problem is they don't have the skill set on staff. 
They don't have the capability to go out and have a performance team that really digs in and makes that 100% of what they do. And there's not a lot of people to go out there and get there that can make that productive on day one. So what they're really doing is they're coming to us and saying, can you guys you know, help us do this or can you guys do this for us? Can you guys provide us with the services capability that will have put you guys in charge of understanding um, our performance, communicating that to us, and also then, uh, you know, taking action to help us prioritize the work to begin to address those performance issues and to tune that over time. And so we, we you know, we have a, a strong services capability as well that that's tuned to um, helping our customers do that. We have a number of, uh, of, of different offerings that will help a company assess what's going on uh, with performance, assess culturally and uh, organizationally what they need to do to address those performance issues and to, to put a plan in place and, and we can even uh, uh, manage a, an element of that performance uh, uh, performance management process for them so that's that's really the biggest surprise is that you know these organizations they're really starting to get it very quickly um, they often hope there's a trick or a tip or, or something that will come through but what they realize is you know this is a constant as much as the functionality is a constant dynamic change the performance and the performance needs and and the issues that have to be addressed are constantly performance and dynamic uh, dynamic environment so we have to always be measuring always be adjusting always be testing uh, in order to be able to um, stay ahead of the curve with uh, with in terms of our, our site performance so it's really there's not a t- I mean there's there's education in terms of what does it take to have a high performance um, organization when it comes to digital performance um, there is some education in terms of the approaches that need to be taken but the need there's there's we don't have that problem like I've had in some of the other industries right where that I've been in where you have to kind of educate people that you have this problem you just don't know it yet um, for a lot of organizations they know they have an issue they have something that needs to be addressed the biggest thing that they don't know is that the way they're doing it now is going to fail and that they have uh, you know they, unless they they put the right tools and the right capabilities in place um, they're not going to be able to keep up with the competition and keep up with their market yeah now it's it's uh, it, it's a fascinating space I, i'd love to you know maybe maybe sort of last thing are there are there two or three you know simple first steps that anybody that's that's kind of new to this space should be taking beyond you know, getting the right tools, is it, especially if you're thinking about stuff that's mobile, because mobile, you know, doesn't have access to the same bandwidth. It doesn't have access to, you know, it's got inconsistencies of, you know, roaming and moving around. I mean, like any sort of, you know, any sort of, you know, James's two or three tips that you're constantly hearing or saying all the time to people that people kind of take away and go, okay, cool. This are stuff I should be doing as well as, you know, engaging with you guys. Well, I'll say that the, the biggest trove of information that I know of out there um, on this is, is the SOSTA blog. So I definitely encourage people to go check that out. Um, the, uh, Tammy Everts and, and, and her team um, are, are, are very, very not only prolific, but they're, 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 they've got some phenomenally good content for breaking these kinds of problems down for everything from web performance to mobile performance. But I will say for when you look at – um, understanding front-end versus back-end performance, right? Um, there's really three types of testing out there that, that can be used uh, on these lines. There's the real user testing that I talked about before in which you're basically going to measure everything that's actually going on out there. But if you're trying to do 
more scientific control um, understanding of what's going on in the environment, um, then there's there's uh, you, you'd like to be able to do a more controlled situation where you control the initial parameters more than you can just by measuring everybody. So there's the concept of synthetic users and, and synthetic user testing that's useful for 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 very specific tasks within that parameter. You need some you need some control in order to be able to understand it. Um, and then there's this concept of uh, there's the concept of virtual users, which is really you know basically uh, driving users against the back end for for like you would for load testing, but doing it um, in production for uh, for baseline not only of, of um, performance but also of behavior and, and some other things um, as well. And that's that's an environment where well you're really not testing the front end directly very much. You're not testing the mobile app, but you're testing how the back end performs. The combination of the information you get from all three was going to give you a very, very strong picture of, of what's going on. And you can do a tremendous amount just with RUM and performance testing. I think it's a really important thing uh, to understand. But but the, you add synthetic in and, and you get another nuance that's very important. So first, understand the environment, measure the environment, understand what the real behavior is and how your system responds to the behavior. The second thing then is to understand that this is a dynamic thing. So what you want to do is have people, hopefully a team, or hopefully at least you know people with roles related to making sure that performance is being monitored and measured and then tested correctly, that you're testing the right things, testing the things that have the most effect on the outcomes of your application uh, in terms of performance. So for your mobile app, you want to make sure that you're not just making sure that the mobile app is functionally correct, but that as it functions with the back end, that that performance and that experience is really uh, seamless. And the third thing I'll say is manage your third-party components. Understand how they affect your, your page and your mobile app outcomes. Don't just put those in there expecting them because they're coming from a third party selling to multiple people that they're going to be both performant and have a positive outcome what's going on. Some of that's A-B testing, but some of that's actually measuring and monitoring what goes on with these, these third party components within your pages, within your mobile applications in order to be able to understand uh, whether they're beneficial or they're a problem. Yep. So that those are key things. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, listen, I know uh, at some point we need to have you back on. We want to talk about, uh, you know, one of one of your passions. We'll talk about complex systems and, and how it gets into all of this stuff, because at the end of the day, um, you know, we, we've, we've got this really cool thing going on where people are building more software and faster software. And the and the flip side of that is, you know, things become chaotic when you have lots more moving pieces and things are changing rapidly and uh would love to get your insights and and some you know some feed real real feedback and stuff but we'll have to do that sort of as a as a full show again sometime uh sometime later this year i'd love to do that we might even be able to get some uh some good people together and and, and have a panel discussion about it because i think it would be a fascinating question yeah. so but thank you very much brian i always appreciate uh the chance to be on on uh, on the podcast and uh it was a good conversation i enjoyed it yeah great so folks uh, we're gonna wrap that up um as always a reminder um you know uh, we're we've got about three three and a half weeks till the Krispy Kreme if you're if you're interested in making any sort of donations to help the the children's hospital always appreciate that always appreciate everybody listening and telling a friend about the show and uh we'll that uh thank you very much and have a great uh, have a great day thank you for listening to the cloudcast please visit thecloudcast.net to find more shows show notes videos and everything social media 